This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. My name is Maria Desmondi, and I am the founder of Cardinal Rule Press. We are a traditional publishing company out of the Metro Detroit area, and we like to provide for the community of writers that submit to us and oftentimes they have questions that are not questions for us as a publisher, but are truly questions for people in the industry, such as literary agents. So we put this series together where we've been interviewing, we have a total, I think, 10 agents um, from the months of October and November that we are touching base with. And today we have Saba, and I don't wanna, I had your last name and I was doing well. Tell me your last name. Suleiman. Seleman, yes. Saba Seleman, and she is here today tuning in from Louisiana, and she is from, dun-da-da-dun, you are from Talcott Notch Literary Services, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her journey today. So welcome, Saba. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Marie. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed the series myself, getting the inside scoop into what your role is as an agent, and I love hearing the journey that um, each of you have taken to get where you are today. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and the journey to where you are now. Sure. Um, Well, um, I always say my journey isn't pretty typical, but I've now learned after having spent about five years in the industry that there is no such thing as a typical journey, (laughs) especially when it comes to starting out in agenting in publishing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I always am envious of people who knew you know, in high school that they wanted to be an editor or that they wanted to work in books because I certainly didn't know I I wanted to do, I didn't even know it was a thing, like an option I could pursue. Um, I went to college and then grad school and I was, um, I thought I wanted to be in academia and I was on track to do my PhD. And I was always taking literature classes, English, comp lit, and that was my general focus. But I guess I just, it really, I mean, in hindsight, I don't know why I didn't even think about it, but I just never thought about it until I realized after thinking on it that academia didn't seem like a fit for me in some ways. And so, you know, I went to our career office and I was like, well, what else can I do? (laughs) She was like, what can you do really? And I said, well, you know, I can read and write, I suppose. (laughs) She was like, "Uh, I guess, you know, your options are journalism or publishing. And Well, I looked into both and I was really lucky that I got my first break in uh, editorial at Sourcebooks. Nice. Um, I was there um, assisting on their romance imprint, which is Casablanca, and they threw me at the deep end there. It was amazing. Um, They had me writing back cover copy on my first day, which if you don't know what that is, it's the back, it's the description at the back of a book. And if you don't know what that is, it's a big deal for them to throw you in that. It's a, first, it's a big deal for someone who has no idea what they're doing to do, who's not read the book, who, I mean, at that time, I hadn't read any romance either, you know, I was just like, what am I, I was, there was so much imposter syndrome, and, you know, my, my boss, and, you know, our production editor, they were like, you can do this, I'll tell you how to do this, this is how you learn, and it was such a valuable experience, and that experience taught me, wow, this is the world I want to work in. I want to work with words. I want to work with books, but I want to work behind the scenes on building lists and helping authors. And just, I, it just felt like the perfect fit for me. But you did not intern first. You went right into. Oh, no, no, I did. It was an internship. They just, they were like, 
Give it to the intern. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. Okay, so you have there it's just small office. I believe it's still quite small, but because it runs out of Connecticut. Uh, okay. Sourcebooks is actually based in Naperville, Illinois, but they're, the romance impetus has run out of Connecticut because the editorial director lives there. Oh, and cool. at that time, it was just three people, four people running the whole imprint. Um, so <laughs> it kind of had to give me the job. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was amazing. And then one thing led to another and I found my position at Top of Notch. And when I, when I started assisting my now boss, Gina, it just felt like the perfect fit for me um, in terms of my personality and what I like to do and just working with authors, advocating for them, still being able to work on their books editorially because that's my approach to agenting, but just, you know, figuring out, you know, what books are required, what readers want, um, how to how to find them and talking to editors about what they want and just the whole process. It was very exciting to me and I knew I found a fit there and I've been with Alpha Notch ever since. And how long has that been? Five years now. Five years. Excellent. Now tell me a little bit more Sapa, about your day-to-day. -day. Are you, are, is there a specific genre that you are looking for that you prefer to work in? Are you still looking into romance or have you switched? Um, so I actually work, and one of the reasons I really love agenting, specifically at my agency, is that we are a generalist agency, which means that we work in nonfiction, fiction, children's fiction, nonfiction, adult fiction, nonfiction, everything, prescriptive, narrative, um, instructional, educational, and so I was, it was daunting in the beginning for sure, but I found that I was able to work in any, any kind of genre I wanted to. So I'm, I'm building in everything really. Okay. Um, so far I found a lot of success and inspiration in working with children's fiction and nonfiction particularly. So that's where my list has been sort of, um, organically sort of moving towards. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also looking for adult fiction and nonfiction. So okay. that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I am looking for romance as well. I haven't found a big commercial romance writer quite yet um, writing con like category romance. I have a women's fiction author and I'm excited about her, but I am really looking to build kind of a little bit in everything I'm reading and interested in. But I would say in terms of excitement levels, definitely children's literature because that's, that's just something that I, I mean, I, I really love working in. Very cool. Are you currently open to submissions? Not right now. I mean, with the pandemic and parenting and just everything on my plate with my clients, it's been impossible finding the time to wait through queries. So I am open to queries that come through referrals or through conferences and pitches, but not generally because I don't have an assistant. Um, you know, I just don't have that bandwidth. And I, I feel I need, I owe it to my clients and also to the authors who query me to give them the, the consideration and attention that they deserve. So. I feel like I need to speak to the mountaintops in these agent interviews. We started um, opening for submissions only during a certain period of the year. We do November 1st through February 1st. And it has helped tremendously because our mindset can be on all the other things throughout the year. And then we know those three months out of the year, we're really focused on finding, you know, the following two years later, we're, we're looking for those books. So I don't know, that might be something because I've heard from several of you like, oh my goodness, I'm closed right now, yeah. especially if people are writing more that they're home yeah. in the pandemic. So yeah, absolutely. I really want to be open, obviously, for obvious reasons, just it's impossible, you know? Yeah. So, but you're right, that sounds like a good idea. And we need to be brainstorming ways to 
keep to sort of open up and make it more accessible and make people have the opportunities that they deserve at the right time. Absolutely. And I've also found that people are more apt to follow guidelines when you're only open for a certain period of time because they've checked you out a few times. They've gone Mm. and they've read, oh, not yet. I I just feel like people follow the directions a little bit more. But anyways, (laughs) moving on, um, tell me a little bit about your relationships with publishers and editors. Do you kind of like, if if something comes into your inbox, um, do you immediately think, oh my goodness, this is a fit for so-and-so? Like, are you building those relationships over time, being in the industry for over five years? Yes. So I'm basically simultaneously looking at submissions and also connecting with editors regardless of whether I have a project in mind to pitch to them because I'm constantly sort of looking for more people to connect with and connect with on books and our taste and learn about their lists and how they want their list to shape up moving forward. And I would say that I, I typically am most excited about the projects that I offer on that when I read them, I'm thinking, Ooh, I could send it to that editor, that editor, that editor. Like, when when my synapses fire in that way, I feel excited about the book because I know it's connecting with me at the at the level of, of a reader. And also I'm thinking, oh, I know who I would pitch this to and I know who would do a good job with it in-house. So yeah, that's kind of how I work. Now, do you feel that um, this is kind of a newer question, I would say in the last couple of years that in the publishing industry, a lot of publishers have been talking about this topic. And I wonder if agents are as well. Do you find that an author or a writer's platform and whether or not they have a social media presence makes a difference in your um, thought process? For me, honestly, for fiction, it doesn't. And I don't believe it really should. Um, but with nonfiction, it has become more and more important over the years because um, we see memoirs and other nonfiction that is written typically by experts in their fields or by celebrities in their fields. And so if you're not an expert or a celebrity, um, someone with a PhD or 20 years of you know, doing speaking engagements on that topic, you are competing with that on the bookshelf right and so for you to have that platform or that ability to speak to a large audience to prove that there is a readership and there's a sales potential for your book is extremely important because that's what the market looks like right now that is a Um, golden nugget right there ding 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 yeah Yeah. the golden nugget that's awesome so not so much with fiction but definitely for nonfiction. yes Wonderful. And you know, I've heard people say too, it's tricky with picture books because you're not really connecting with your true readers because the children are not on social media. You're connecting with the people purchasing the book. So that's like a whole different scenario versus um, the nonfiction and fiction adult. Now with that, what does your relationship look like with an author after their book has come out? So you've signed, you've worked on editing, you know, you've helped to make sure that they've gotten through the process with the publisher, the book comes out. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Well, this question, I mean, so interestingly enough, we're all living through this pandemic and I've had, obviously my authors who have debuted this year are facing a a very different situation and landscape than previously. But I'm often, you know, checking in with them quite regularly, sort of asking them, you know, 
Do you have any panels lined up? Um, are there are there conferences you're being pitched at? I check in with our editor and say, hey, you know, BEA is coming up, NCT is coming up, ALA Midwinter is coming up. These are all conferences and some of them specific to children's fiction and nonfiction. Um, do you have them on their radar? Can they present a panel? Um, here's an opportunity. Here's a sales uh, opportunity for a book, say, that's about a certain issue that we hear more about in a particular time. For example, June is Pride Month. And if I have a queer author, oh, you know, is there a specific promotion we're doing so I'm checking in as much as I can yep. to ensure that the author is still on their radar and that their publicist is working with them to um, get them out there to get copies moving um, I think again with the pandemic it's been a really different situation oh. because people are just scrambling and yeah. you know publishing publish publication schedules are moving around people just don't know how to market right now everything's moved to zoom and we're all wondering, well, is that even effective? Does that even move the needle on sales? And so we're all kind of figuring things out as we go along right now, but generally and typically that's what I would do. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, we just had a debut author. Her book came out on um, October 1st, Anita Amin. And she was really bummed out that we weren't able to schedule like her uh, in-store book tour. However, yesterday I just got confirmation from three Barnes and Nobles by her that they would be happy. They can't officially have an event, um, but they would be happy to have her come sign books. So at least, you know, Wonderful. she's got a media interview. She can announce on the media interview that she has signed copies at local stores. So that's something, but it's definitely different. She'll be, you know, with a every, mask. And every effort, every possible thing, it works. It helps. I think just the author knowing that you're on their team and that you're hustling for them in whatever limited capacity you have given, you know, worldwide situation. Yeah. yeah. It's something, you know, and yeah. we're all trying. And my last question of the day is tell us, Sava, when you receive a copy of that book that you've worked with your authors on, tell me about how that feels from your perspective. You know, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming and it's interesting because I still consider myself, you know, a young agent, a newer agent. So I only had a couple of books out, but it never gets old, you know? I mean, I think uh, for those of us who are on social media, we love seeing those unboxing videos where authors open up a box of their, their finished copies and they're like, this is the baby that I've been thinking of for 10 years. And yeah. you feel that, you know, you feel it's infectious, that passion and just that heartbreak that went into it and just that effort that that sort of results in that finished product when I when I hold it obviously I flip straight to acknowledgements <laughs> and I'm like I want to read everything and then I see my name there and it's just like oh what I it's such an affirming feeling I mean it's there's so much on the road to getting pub to getting an author published that we have to fight for so that moment is one of those moments that I treasure deeply and yeah it's just it's priceless that's fantastic. And a big part of what I've heard you say over and over again is you're really speaking to relationships. So relationships between you and your author and the editor, there's relationships between the publisher. Um, all of that is so important in the line of work that you do that um, I can see why you went into it because you seem like a very personable person and um, you would definitely want to have you fighting for that copy of the book, for that publication. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you We're so trying. much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today. We are grateful that you were able to share your expertise. And um, we will be here at the same place and time to share hope to writers out there that anything is possible. Your dreams can come true. If 
especially with the help of an agent like Saba. Um, so stay tuned next week, same place, same time. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you for having me so much. You're Bye. Welcome. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Cardinal Rule Press offers a variety of support to authors, booksellers, librarians, and families. Find out more at cardinalrulepress.com. Thank you.